Ukraine by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. I, fi- I figured there was like a void right now because our, our boys were covering from COVID. So I was just going to call this one a Joe Rogan podcast. But really, we're just going to talk about Pac-12 football. It's a new season. Uh, what do I say next? He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Ineligible receiver. Offense number 64. By rule, that penalty is disregarded. Welcome to Eligible Receivers, the Pac-12 podcast where we, what do we do? Talk about last week's Pac-12 action, of which there is some, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. Drilled it. Longest longest running Pac-12 podcast that there is. I'm super confident in that as we head into our 13th year in a row, I believe, doing this. Yeah, be a podcast that's longer than than the one we have going right now. It's Because I'll tell you what happens is... Uh, people quit because the podcast isn't going anywhere or the podcast does so well that like people get other opportunities. Right. And we just will not stop. This has clearly led to nothing, but we will not stop. That's our promise to you. We started in your living room in an apartment off of green Lake. We kept it going through moves you went to spokane for law school now we are separated by a mere 35 miles of i up the i-5 corridor tacoma to seattle but we will keep doing this podcast yeah no matter what i i have a, a child who is entering the fourth grade who did not exist for the first four years of this podcast does not know a world where this podcast is not part of it yeah she knows like god damn if for some reason in the fall on certain nights mom gets mad at dad yeah. <laughs> like more man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not like your run of the mill stuff, you know. I mean there's always something simmering, but you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. All right. Uh so uh yeah, let's go. So we had a game last week. Uh it was uh Chip and his UCLA UCLAers went against the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii and uh, this was like a, a, a classic uh, Chip Kelly game in terms of domination. Thrashed him good. 24 to 3 first quarter will do it. Get up uh, get up by 21 points in the first quarter. The spread's only 17. I did have, as, a, as someone who picked, we, so we did pick this game. We did not pod last week, but we all picked this game, you, myself, Worm, and Tubby. Um, and I had hopes that once, once the, the lead got out of hand that, Hawaii would come in with a backdoor cover, but but they did not. The UCLA Bruins kept the pedal to the metal and won a comfortable forty-four to ten margin. What was the number in this game? Seventeen. Oh yeah, easy easy cover. Yeah, I fe- I thought it was like twenty or something like that. But I was uh, this is a uh, I I was too pure in my pick, which is that you asked me to pick the game over text, and I was yeah. like, uh, well, UCLA is better, so I'll pick them. It was twenty at kick. So when I put it into the when I put it into the spreadsheet, it was seventeen. Throughout the course of the week, I think it ended up going like nineteen, nineteen and a half. So okay. I think you're probably right. It probably was twenty at uh, kick. But uh, when we set the lines or whatever for the for everybody else, it was seventeen. Oh, they got our boy Ethan things. Garbers. 
couple things to note. They've got Mr. Garber's former University of Washington backup quarterback and brother of Chase Garber's starting quarterback at your California Golden Bears. Uh, they still have as a starter Dorian Thompson Robinson. A little bit concerning here that he was uh, 10 for 20 for 130 yards against a, what appeared to be a really inferior Hawaii team. They also, these Bruins have Mr. Charbonnet, which I believe is a Michigan transfer uh, running back who had a tidy little six carry, 106 yards, three touchdown day. That, as they say, will do it. That reminds me, that line reminds me of the glory days of uh, NCAA football when we were in college. Because that's very much where you have one play for one guy who's very fast and you run it six times. Yes, that is, that's a really good average. That's, I mean, not quite... 20 yards a carry, but you're, you're pushing, you're over 15. Yep. Um, and you score half the time that you touch the ball, like really easy to give that guy more touches when, uh, when that's going to be the production he's, he's, he's bringing for you. Yeah. And that's great. And then people at his old school are like, you know, pissed at their coach for letting him go. And he feels like he made the perfect decision. And I mean, it can only be downhill from here. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, I guess it's totally believable. And I imagine living in Westwood is much more pleasant than living in Ann Arbor. Um, So he probably feels very validated in his decision-making. So good for him. Good for Chip. First time he's won a opener. He was 0-3 headed into into this year. So off the schneid there for old old Chipper. And uh, we've got some – some brewing on brewing violence. The apparently Rick Neuheisel, former UCLA uh, head coach, former Colorado head coach, former University of Washington head coach, was upset with Chip for wearing uh, shorts on the sideline, which is like, uh, you know, Rick, it's a new world out there, man. Um, yeah. Climate change. There's wildfires everywhere. Yeah. And uh, and so he, and apparently uh, Jerry Neuheisel, Rick's son, is like on the UCLA staff. So interesting that Rick would take – to the uh, airways to criticize their dress code to but, criticize uh, his son's boss. Yeah. Like that's a, that seems like a questionable maneuver. Um, but be that as it may, Chip had a, a, a nice little quip coming back at him with uh, uh, indicating that he was only trying to emulate Rick's golf attire with his game day attire. So I like that. I like that Chip is a good in. joke. Yeah. I was going to say Rick wasn't like, you know, buttoned up. No, no, Rick wasn't. A, well, Rick's not a guy who should be, like making these calls but yeah so there you, you go. gotta be like a pretty good dresser before you start calling out other people's clothes i totally agree with that and uh and rick doesn't qualify hey so. uh, uh real quick back to ncaa football video game uh mm-hmm. now that they have like i've heard people talk about now that they have name image likeness you know there's a possibility that franchise is going to get revived but that seems like impossible, right? That you would get every college football player to agree to be on that game. I don't think they have to get everyone, right? They just have to get some and then they just make like generic numbers as before. And then they can just say, well, if you want to claim your number, you can sign up and we'll send you a hundred bucks or whatever. That's, um, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it probably not even be a hundred. I mean, I don't know. Like for, okay. Yes. I, okay. You're right. That is a lot of money. How many copies of that game do they sell on opening day? Uh, for especially for the first year, it's back. Uh, three billion. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think it pencils. <laughs> like so, so yeah, I agree. But, it's it is expensive. Probably a couple couple grand, you know, a minimum a couple grand per school. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, however, because <laughs> uh, we, we had some guys really in our fraternity who were like walk on linemen. Yes. I, I, my guess is they're just not gonna like. They're not gonna. They're just gonna put numbers on these folks, and they're just gonna call it good. And then they'll they'll maybe like anybody who signs up to take the check gets their name in it or something. I don't know. That's yeah. kind of how I would set it up if I was them. They'd you know, be like, "Hey, you can't use my number." Be like, "Oh no, that's not you. It's somebody else." Copy the game, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah. I, I would like it when uh, when uh, you sign up to take the twenty bucks or whatever. We'll change the guy wearing your uniform number, who's very clearly you, to the uh, correct uh, skin tone. And and yeah, and we'll put your name on the back of the jersey, and then you can play yourself in a video game. So go ahead and do that because I would do that. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'd pay them to do that. Yeah, yeah. So let's get that. Let's get that going. Alrighty. So week one or week zero, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm calling it week one. You and Mr. Worm, 1-0, Tubby and myself on the Rainbow Warriors, 0-1. Headed into week two, we have a full slate of games. You and I should remember that. You, you got caught out on Tubby Island. I did, dude. What a mistake. On... What a mistake. <laughs> ah, rookie, rookie mistake. Not what you'd expect from a 13-year veteran, but that's how it goes. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was a big number. Who knows? Sometimes why is good. They had a good quarter. They had this like good quarterback. He's coming back. He's only a sophomore. They covered a bunch last year. UCLA hardly covered at all. I felt like you know, well, you know, it's a big spread. But I was wrong. Yeah, so who knows? Here, here we go. Week two, we got twelve games. So like I said, you and I should be cognizant of that as we're talking about each one because we got a lot to go through. Uh, so let's start with Thursday. Uh, Utah is hosting Weber State. Uh, I have Utah. What's what's the line? Minus thirty and a half. Yeah, and I'm gonna take those Utah Utes. I like Kyle Whittingham and the program he puts together there. Uh, indistinguishable to me from year to year. They're basically the same team. The names kind of change, um, but they're always kind of those Utah Utes. And uh, offensively, has historically been one of their problems. Like I would say, probably they don't average thirty and a half points a game. But I feel good about these Utes this year, so I'm gonna take them. I'm doing research while we do this podcast real quick. No, no, no. Uh, and that is, what what league are they in, FCS? Oh, they're in the Pac-12, Utah. Well, I know. I'm aware of this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Weber State's in. Well, I'm just checking to see. If they're one of the top ten teams or ranked at all, because I feel like sometimes they are, and they are the sixth best FCS team in the country, give me Weber State. I will. All right, that brings us to Arizona State hosting Southern Utah. A lot of Utah in these first two games. Um, so Arizona State hosting Southern Utah. Arizona State, a comfortable 45-point favorites. That is so many points. Uh, uh, here's here's the deal with this game, is that uh, the only football I watched last weekend, because I, I think I might have been golfing during the UCLA game or something, uh, was Southern Utah versus San Jose State. And I recognize that San Jose State has a coach that I really like, and they've been good for a year or two now. But Southern Utah looked absolutely inept. Herm, Herm, 45 points. Give me all of them. Yeah, I mean, ASU coming off an offseason where, I mean, basically they didn't play last year except for 
the Arizona game where I believe they beat Arizona something to the uh, tune of 70 to seven or something along them lines. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they also, I mean, it sort of looked like Arizona had a quarterback quit the sport uh, mid game, uh, really brutal game, but I, I, they only played a couple games. Those, those Arizona state Sun Devils did have a rough off season where they got a bunch of people under investigation now, but uh, I like what you're telling me about Southern Utah. So I'm going to get on ASU as well. They, they just looked, they, they looked thoroughly defeated in August. Can't can't be can't have that. All right, that, that brings us to another uh, hefty spread where the Colorado Buffaloes horse hosting directional school Northern Colorado. Uh, the Buffaloes are thirty seven and a half point favorites. Uh, buff me, uh, but the, I will say that I saw that there's a new Ralphie this year, a new Buffalo. Mm, I don't like that. I was not impressed. This was a this was a pretty uh, meek looking buffalo, and I'm sure that it'll he'll he or she will fill out, you know, and get up to like proper buffalo standards. But uh, looked a little tiny to me. But I still I'll take Colorado because you know I love the buffs. You do love the buffs. Uh, Carl Durrell in his second year. Are we expecting uh, more great things from him, or are we concerned that there's they're be... they're making the playoff? They are. I like it. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> <sighs> Thirty-seven and a half. I'll take Colorado. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real Pac-12 friendly. I think on this uh, little uh, endeavor today. Okay, we've got now. Ooh, we got a real game coming up. A real good game. Stanford hosting Kansas State. Actually, Neutral I don't site. think they're hosting them. They're playing in like Texas or something. I think they're playing um, in Jerry World. Yeah, they're playing in Jerry World. Okay, so Stanford <laughs> to, uh, to uh, eighty thousand empty seats. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Stanford. Yeah. That's not going to be unusual for Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> um, less empty seats or more empty seats than they're used to, but the empty seats are certainly right up there, right in their wheelhouse. So you've got Stanford, you got Kansas State. Kansas State are three point favorites. I say no. Give me Stanford. Yeah, wrong team's favored. I don't know. I mean, Kansas State hasn't been very good recently. I think yeah. their very elderly coach is finally retired, right? And his yes. son took over, and there's some. Form of, of nepotism controversy there as well. There should be. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Stanford's pretty stable, and and yeah, I like what Shaw's got. Stanford absolutely robbed last year. If you remember, their quarterback had to sit out the Oregon game on a false positive COVID. Yeah, and they they did not have as bad a season last year as it um, appeared. And part of the reason I'm saying that is because they thoroughly whooped the crap out of UW. Um, well, we talked so, about that last year. That's because UW is, uh, has uh, the problem against Stanford that Washington State has against us and that we don't change for them when clearly we need to. Agreed. But long story short, we're both taking Stanford. Uh, let's see Let's see if Mr. Shaw gets it done. Every All man right. a wildcat is one of my favorite college football things. Okay. That's like a great slogan for Kansas State. Okay. Ema. Yeah. Ema. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, we've got next Oregon Ducks hosting Fresno State. Anytime, any place, anybody. The original before BYU tried to cop that Fresno State Bulldogs. Oregon twenty point five point favorites. You're also favored to win the conference. These Oregon Ducks. Also, uh, Fresno State played last week and looked good. Yeah, fuck Oregon. Fresno State. I'm done with this shit where I'm like picking Oregon to cover spreads. 
because like I figure they're going to anyway, and I don't want to be hurt by it. They suck shit. They're overrated. Uh, Fresno State. I agree with you. <laughs> Fresno State last week had an all Husky connection, which probably dooms them to be frank with you, because that's not going to help. Like that's that's not the lineage you want, right? Like the yeah. hater to Ty Jones, uh, former UW guy, is not not necessarily who you would select to play a competitive game against Oregon. But they did look good. We'll see what happens. Let's Ty Jones is 33 years old. Is he? That's no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, all right. We have now are moving on to the Coliseum. And you can tell that Clay Helton is well-respected throughout the world of college football because these USC, uh, USC Trojans are hosting San Jose State and are massive 14 point favorites. Um, <laughs> well, here's the deal San Jose State's good. I know, but I mean, it's just people like, need to get their heads around this. USC, man, like USC could lose this game, right? Like, we, we that's 100%. Like that. That's in play, right? 100%. Yeah, I'm taking San Jose State. I love it. I'm going to take USC. Um, but yeah, that's a dumb. I mean, like, Clay Helton, I mean, God, what a. They, they made the conference championship game last year and kind of got hosed playing it on a short week, but just unbelievable. That guy's still bopping around. It's um, unreal that they let him still coach there. I can't, I, I still cannot believe it. I, I, it's just the athletic director at U, USC is, I just, it feels to me like one of those jobs where that's not something you have to tolerate. Like a, a football, I'm trying to imagine some coach. impossible scenario of all their big name donors uh, sucking each other's dicks, and he has a photo of it. <laughs> That's what, like, you so have, I'm trying to. You have this. You have this very sought after job. That yeah, like you did give it to Lynn Swan for a while, and he didn't do great things with it. But like you know, and now they got the guy from Cincinnati. It's like just don't screw up this decision. Just like go get a huge big name football. I mean. Freaking Urban Myers coaching football again, and somehow you USC, LA, didn't get him. I mean, yes, he went to the NFL technically, but um, I, I, unbelievable. What can you do? Um, is what it is. All right, so we'll see what happens. And now we move to the Midwest, Lafayette, I believe. Is it that's where it is? Indiana, Lafayette, Indiana, West Where's Lafayette. That? West Lafayette, not I, I was mistaken, but a little less. You urban. thought this was in central Lafayette, wrong. Yeah, it's urban Lafayette, this is more rural, a little couple just a bit out of town on the west this side. This is where the dreamers from east and central Lafayette went to make their way in the world. That's right, that's that's fine. Both my parents, are Indiana grads, I'm happy to make fun of Purdue all day. Um, Purdue hosting Oregon State Beavers. They are seven-point favorites, those Boilermakers. What do we think about Jonathan Smith this year? Kind of like the program he's got, he's building over there. Yeah, I mean, he sucks, but he gets a little bit better every year. Uh, I've, I'll take Oregon State to win this game. I don't know anything about Purdue, and I, and I barely know anything about Oregon State, other than they've gotten slightly better each year he's been there and haven't really gotten the results from it. Though they did beat Oregon last year, if I recall. Yeah, Oregon lost three of its last four games last year on its way to a conference championship. Conference champs. Conference champs, Oregon Ducks. Nice work. Nice work. Lost the North, won the conference. Nice work, guys. Nice work, you know. Only game of the week, 
Uh, well, I guess we wait to hold that to last, although it doesn't have a line for some reason. I don't understand that. But anyways, we next, probably the biggest game of the week from a conference standpoint, and also could be the most, well, it's not going to be the most fun because it's not an old school chip game, but we've got UCLA Bruins hosting LSU Tigers. SEC comes to California, probably to do some recruiting, and they might as well swing by the Rose Bowl and play a game. They made a mistake. They made this was a bad scheduling decision by LSU. They are three point favorites, which is not very much. Wrong team's favored. UCLA. I agree. I'm a little worried about UCLA's quarterback situation, but I LSU was terrible last year. Well, it's like right. well, a long time before they had Mariota. Like the point of these Chip Kelly offenses is that like if you're ten to twenty, it's fine. The idea is is that like you know three you're of those have a running 10, back who's going to go six for a hundred. Like, yeah, exactly. You got a running back that's going to go six for a hundred, and then like two or three of those pass plays are to utterly wide open receivers against defenses that are so focused on trying to stop one of the two running plays you've been running for seven yards a pop every snap that they just like forget to cover somebody. And so like just hit a couple of those, and then you're just then they're just dead. Yeah, I think and LSU was so bad last year in the in the aftermath of the so bad title. I mean, I, I just. I just don't see the pieces getting put back together that quickly coming on the road. It, it It's going to be a rough against a team that has a game under their belt. Yeah. That's the other thing. They got to play and they got to play like, you know, Hawaii, I guess is not a, a, that real of an opponent. They're a D one yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I like, I like UCLA. If they're ever going to jump up and, and win a big game, this is the time. It's a great setup for them because if LSU beat Hawaii 44 to 10 or whatever it was, they'd be like, Exactly what we expected. You know what I mean? Yeah. All righty. Now we go back to Utah. Is that right? Um, no. We have another neutral site game. Breaking news. It is at Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, Nevada, which is a weird place for the BYU Cougars and their fan base to go. But that's where they're going. And they will be playing your Arizona Wildcats. At the moment, BYU are 12-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm surprised that line is not bigger in favor of BYU. I will be taking BYU. This is a real question as to how much did Zach Wilson mean uh, to BYU. Uh, then the, the other thing I want to say about this game is I don't know who Arizona's coach is. Jed Fish. Who? Some guy from New England, uh, Patriots staff, I think. Fish. Like F-I-S-C-H. Uh, I would have liked fish. it more if it was just like the animal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've, I, I mean, yeah, BYU. Savvy move for fish over the offseason. He occasionally posts pictures of like himself sitting by the pool to Instagram and things like that, and always prefaced it by saying that he was making recruiting calls while he was doing this, which I think is smart because if you just post the picture, you know, fan base – however few of them there are in Arizona and there aren't very many are going to, you know, they're going to get on your case about not working hard and Sp- spends all day by the damn pool. Spends all day by the pool, but he was smart enough to put in there that he was making recruiting calls while he was by the pool. I think that just kind of clears the way we've all learned last year. You can work remote. Um, and so he's just, he's working remote and it just happens to be by a pool. So good for him. We'll see. I think he's going to lose. You're taking, you taking zone or BYU? I forget. Uh, BYU. We never gonna lose it, huh? They, they so poo poo. Okay, now we've got 
Your Washington State Cougars uh, coming off a pretty rough offseason. Um, their coach is an idiot. Uh, they are hosting Utah State. They find themselves 17-point favorites as your unvaccinated Nick Rolovich brings his Cougars into town. Well, I guess they stay at home into their town. Well, I so, thought he so said he was going to comply with the mandate. Yeah, but that's, that's tricky, right? Because the mandate still has like a couple of exemptions and they asked some follow-up questions about whether that meant he was going to get the shot versus trying a certain exemption. And he wouldn't answer that question. Because the bottom line is here is he's just spent all off season being like too cute with this, you know? And like, he, and it's just, it's just stupid. Um, it's just so dumb. And, you know, like he's just allowed, he's allowed this to become a huge story when what he should have done was he gets paid three and a half million dollars a year and he's in charge of, he's in charge of these college kids. He should have just gotten the vaccination. So it like, wasn't a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And I think all the players are required to be vaccinated to go back to Pullman. I believe they sure right. are. And now he's, now he's brought on extra hassle with having to be masked in certain areas with his team. And then on the sidelines, he has to be masked. He was not able to attend the media day, which in and of itself should be a fireable offense in my opinion. Like the whole conference goes down for media day and you don't get to go because you made this choice, uh, which is your choice to make, by the way, he can make that choice, but you can't like make that choice and then also have this job that you want to keep. Like you got to pick one. Um, and he, he's not willing to do that. So, and, and he's, today he's he got, a bold truth teller. Yeah, that's, that must be what it is today. He got sued in federal court down in Texas by former wide receiver, uh, Cassidy Woods. And I read the complaint. It's not great basically accuses him of being racist and removing Cassidy Woods from the team for, amongst other things, opting out, as well as being a part of a, uh, a minority-like group on campus called like We Are United or something. Um, un- unclear why the coach would have a problem with that. Uh, it seems like something the was coach Was this at WSU? Be- yeah, he was at WSU wide receiver. I think, wasn't that kind of like, they were like trying to start like a players union sort of deal kind of thing? Maybe I, I think uh, I think that's what it was related to. Uh, whatever it was, he wasn't in favor of it. And the one thing, if you're a coach, you should be in favor of things, the extracurriculars that your player wants to do, because why not? Right. Until I'm, I'm going to take enough. the other side of this whole thing. The world rewards these people. Uh, Coog's easy cover. You think so? I mm, OK. I mean, I think the Coog's going to win this game because they're way better. Um, than Utah State, but I'm going to take Utah State because I'm just pissed at I'm pissed at Rolovich for this offseason. Coog's like, also in the playoff this year with Colorado. Yeah, okay, that's two spots. That's gonna be, I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough to do coming out of the, the conference. It's not super well respected. Well, wait till this weekend, baby. All right, all right fair yeah. enough. Um, go read that complaint by the way that got filed. It's it's a fascinating read. Um, that brings uh brings Pat Chun, their uh, athletic director, who's, who's like had done like a pretty good job. Brings him under some fire as well. Um, Interesting. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna like like he talked to a lawyer today like in his personal capacity. Chun did, um, you know, to be like, yeah, I'm not named in this, but like I want to make sure I'm covered, kind of thing. Yes, yeah. it's not great. All right, um, Cal, your California Golden Bears. Uh, the aforementioned Chase Garbers at quarterback will be hosting the Nevada Wolfpack. They are three-point favorites. I don't know anything about Nevada. I know not very much about Cal, but I'm going to take Cal. 
Yeah, I would say give me the under, and uh, I like Cal. Okay, and there we have it. Now we are to the game that we, yourself and myself, as well as Werner, probably care the most about, which is our, not your, our Washington Huskies hosting the Montana Grizz. Um, no line in this game, which means it's a freebie for us. Per the rules of the pod, we will be taking you down because that is always how it works. Um, but are you excited for this game in any way, shape, or form, and are you going to go to the game? I probably will go to the game, but though I don't have tickets yet, uh, I see from the website I'm looking at that t- tickets are available to me for as low as $7, so it must be a real hot ticket. Um <laughs> Which is third lowest in the conference. Yeah, six dollars if you want to go to the WSU game. So and five American dollars if you want to go to Jerry World this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, I don't know, man. I like uh, I've I'm a big Dylan Morris fan. Uh, I'm I don't give. Sam Hewitt a hard time because I think all we ever saw of him was like the spring game where he was still should have been a high school senior. I want to say, uh, but he like came early. And is, anybody, is anybody giving him a hard time? I don't know. I think he's, well, I don't know. Him. I mean, he looked like garbage and people were like, Oh, he sucks, you know? Uh, no. but like, but I, I've, I'm, uh, you know, Dylan Morris was a great, uh, SPSL quarterback. Uh, and the, you know, the guy's been QB one, uh, since he was probably like 10 years old and, he runs a competent operation and he does uh, he does everything well except so far deep ball accuracy which i feel like you can learn how to do to some extent yeah i mean he did he did really good last year as a redshirt freshman right i mean he 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 was solid he, he wasn't was the good. problem he was yeah. the problem by a mile and and i agree he looked really good you know he's he's well he looked really good in the spring He's apparently looked really good. You know, the offense has looked really good in, in camp. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I'm completely happy with him as a starter. And, yeah, Sam Heward is, is, you know, 18 years old still and I'm sure is the future of the program and all of that. Although he could use some help. Our recruiting is not too good at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this and this should be a nice soft landing for uh, – for, for UW playing Montana, not, not the best, you know, Grizzly team that, that we've seen. And the last time that we played Montana, one of their offensive linemen who was redshirting from an injury took an Uber over to Queen Anne and um, watched the game next to my wife and I at a bar with his family and got tanked and then Ubered back to the game right before it ended so he could be in the stands where he was supposed to be. It was brilliant. I loved everything about it. What an operator. <laughs> Yeah, it was so good, dude. He's, <laughs> he basically walked in with the team, went to his seat, hung out for 10 minutes, left before kickoff, was at the bar by kickoff, spent the whole time with his family there, and then like five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter where, you know, you dubs up by 25 points or whatever, hopped back in an Uber over to Husky Stadium. It's about, you know, 15 minutes. None, nobody's the wiser. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't even really know. I, I'm. This is this entire first week here is going to be a week of grand assessment for me, as uh, I didn't bother to get up to speed on what to expect in the Pac-12 season. Show me what you got. We'll figure out what. Uh, I'll figure out what to talk about based on that. You know, I expect Washington to win comfortably, 
Uh, I'm excited uh, to see our mammoth offensive line. Hopefully we run for like 250 yards and just do the things we ought to do easily. I love it. Let's do it. Alrighty, that does it, I want to say, for this week's episode of Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week.